This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell, and joining me today in the studio are the Toledo Symphony's music director, Elaine Trudell, our principal second violin and artistic administrator, Merwin Sue, also the TSO's director of marketing, Vanessa Gardner. And we have a very special guest by phone. Let me pull up your fanfare. <laughs> that is Rodney Miller. Oh, <laughs> I got caught by the, the little uh, New Year's Eve horn there. Rodney Miller. Welcome, Rodney. Well, great to be with you. Thanks for having me on this morning. It's, a, it's an honor and a pleasure. Well, you are here because you are uh, the conductor, also a featured artist for the uh, Toledo Symphony's John Philip Sousa Tribute Concert. It's happening Memorial Day weekend. Merwin, what did I miss? Well... So I have to say, I put down featured artist because I had no idea to describe just exactly how Rod is going to be doing this. <laughs> so, Rodney, maybe it, maybe you can kind of... Let me try that again. No, okay. no, featured artist is perfect. That's just, we, we exactly want to call him that, but I think we can go into a little bit more detail on the radio. Well, yeah, we, I mean, you're, you're jumping the gun, Merlin, because I, I do oh. want to have some more detail, but first I just want to, you know, identify... His relationship to the concert. Well, you know, uh, as music director, I would have liked to be advised of this because I, I thought, I, I thought, I thought, I didn't never heard about Ron. I, I, I thought with some guy, the John Philip something that was coming to conduct. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little confused here. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Let's. Well, we don't mean to confuse you. Let's start again. No, I got news for you. We're not starting over. <laughs> We're not starting over. So, That's, so, we don't do that in Toledo Symphony Lab. We never, we so, never start. So who's over. that Rod person? <laughs> Rod, are you still there? Or did you go away? Aww. Believe it or not, I'm still here. <laughs> Hi, Rod. Okay. So you are much more than a conductor and featured artist. Obviously, you're doing a lot of stuff. And um, the, what we usually do with guests is we ask them to tell us their story. Right. So. Maybe you can, you know, go back to the beginning, kind of talk about how you got interested in music, how you got interested in John Philip Sousa, and, you know, take it from there and talk a little bit about your many awards and honors, as it were. Let me pull up oh, some uh, music for you. Okay, let's see. Uh, no, that's not. Okay, take it away, Rod. There we go. Well, I... Uh... I'm actually a high school band director for another 18 days. I'm retiring after 34 years of uh, public school teaching and music education. And uh, currently, so I'm the director of bands at uh, Fort Clinton City Schools over here in Fort Clinton, Ohio, the walleye capital of the world. But um, <laughs> I've uh, taught in different places, usually all uh, in northern Ohio. And the Sousa thing started for me when a gentleman by the name of Keith Bryan uh, did a Sousa concert at the Ohio State University. I'm an Ohio State graduate, and um, he uh, he did a concert, and I just I fell in love with it. And so uh, a friend of mine by the name of Vince Polsey, a longtime director at Defiance High School, Vince was doing his Ph.D. work at Ohio State at the time, and we thought, you know what, can we do this at the high school level? And we just started doing it because we thought it was a great way um, to feature the music, we saw what it did for the audience. We knew what it did for us as musicians in the uh, ensemble. 
so it, it really started out in very humble beginnings, and somewhere along the line, I became a, uh, I guess, lack of a better term, a Sousa nerd. And uh, <laughs> I started doing a lot of research, and um, the uh, the uniform progressed. I, the uniform that I wear now is an exact replica of what Sousa wore from 1880 to 1892, and um, when he was the director of the United States Marine Band. And it's gotten to the point now where somebody, I don't know who did this, labeled me as a as an expert on Sousa in the world and the foremost portrayer of John Philip Sousa. Wow. And so I'm I'm flattered and honored by that, but I just I call myself a I guess a Sousa enthusiast or a Sousa nerd and uh, a Sousa fist. Oh, that yeah, buzzer is in the same key as the music. That was nice. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that was F flat, I, I believe. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's just that's that's where it all began. And, and luckily, I have a beautiful bride of 27 years. My wife is also a music teacher and a wonderful clarinetist. And she supports me in all my endeavors, uh, you know, in my inability to figure out who I am sometimes, if I'm Rod Miller, <laughs> if I'm john philip souza if i'm santa claus i mean there's just so many different personas i i guess that a guy can have but um it's just turned into this and i'm really honored that uh uh you know maestro trudell uh and uh merwin and the good folks there at tso um asked me to come in and conduct this concert because i think for me um the souza concert yeah I mean, souza was the musician band leader um, ensemble leader, you know, and he really cut his chops conducting orchestras. That's the thing. Susan was actually a violinist. Yeah. And so it, it's great to explore those roots again. And, you know, Susan was in Toledo 16 different times during his career. Oh, so I didn't it's know great that. So to bring back to Toledo. Yeah, that's great. Well, that definitely gets a Yay! cheer. Yay! Took well, a while to get from the 16th time to the 17th time, though. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> You can save that fun fact for a future quiz, Brad. Yeah, uh, let me write that down. Um, the concert, I should mention, is happening on Friday at 8 p.m. at the Paris-style Stars and Stripes Forever, a tribute to John Philip Sousa. Elaine Trudell is conducting. Uh, Rodney Miller, who is on the program today, is also conducting. And we'll also hear from soprano Carol Dewsteaker. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff on this program, Rod, and... I see your name is one of the composers, the Sousa Fanfare. Can you tell us a little bit about that piece? Yeah, so it's a piece that I've kind of put together that I wanted to really have um, a way to um, capture the audience and take them back to a turn-of-the-century type of concert. And so it's a short, it's just a quick little 30-second fanfare that, that I, I wrote and uh, just to, to grab the audience and say, you know, let's go back to a, a time when the when the March King's music was, was just that. It was king. Uh, yeah. I mean, patriotism was at an all-time high, and, um, you know, Sousa, when asked, you know, what is your occupation? He would say, salesman of Americanism. Um, and so I wanted to write a little patriotic fanfare just to grab the audience and say, come on a ride with us. And I think that's what the Toledo Symphony Orchestra, anytime I've heard them, I mean, their involvement, the way they put things on the screen, I mean, they pull the audience in and say, join us on this musical journey. And yeah. I think that that's what the Sousa concerts did in Sousa's day, and that's what I wanted to do with this, is let's say, 
come with us on this journey. Let's go back to, you know, Willow Grove Park in Philadelphia or the New York Hippodrome. You know, let's go back to one of those places and come on this musical journey with us. And, you know, with everything else going on in the world, it's great to take an hour and a half and say, you know, let's just forget about everything else and let's enjoy some great music and some patriotism and, and let's just come on this journey with us. So that's really why I wrote the fanfare. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm happy to to, to, uh, to, to lend it, uh, you know, lend it, uh, hopefully, uh, it's musical grabby, uh, you know, the, the ability to grab people. And, and it's, it's great to have TSO play that. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Now, there are some selections by John Philip Sousa on the concert and some of the usual suspects, you know, like his fantastic marches. There's also, I think, the Monty Python theme. Is that there as well? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Which is the Liberty Bell March. And, um, you know, Sousa, Sousa um, his son was actually uh, coming back in and, and uh, the Liberty Bell was out on tour and it came back into Philadelphia. And uh, upon seeing everybody cheering about that, Sousa then wrote the Liberty Bell March. And, and that's the thing about Sousa concerts, and I think the audience needs to know, is that it's not all Sousa marches. Uh, Sousa had a very unique way of programming. And you may look at a Sousa program and there might be 12 songs on that program. Well, in all actuality, there would be at least 24 because Sousa played one of his marches as an encore after all of the selections that were in the program. Wow. And sometimes, depending on how, lack of a better term, how rowdy the crowd got, he might play two or three marches as a single encore. I mean, Sousa concerts, it was not unusual for a Sousa concert to last three hours. Wow. And... Yeah, I mean, they were incredible. So his musicians were, uh, I mean, tremendous. There's a lot of times that Sousa played not only two, but three and even four concerts a day. Uh, the matter of fact, the last time that the Sousa <clears throat> band was on tour, they were in uh, Pittsburgh for the Pittsburgh Ex- Exposition. And they did a seven-day stint in Pittsburgh at the Pittsburgh Exposition and did four concerts every day. <laughs> Oh my God! That's a lot of I mean, umpapas. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it's amazing. I mean, so I mean, his band traveled all over the world, and there's just so much that goes into the man and his music, and his way of con- of programming a concert. So the way that I program Sousa concerts now is we don't do a complete replica of what Sousa played. However, Maestro Trudell has selected some tunes for the first part of the concert, which Sousa would have played. I went through and researched, and I said, here's a list of songs that Sousa played on different tours and stops in, in Toledo. And mm-hmm. and so um, that's what the first part of the concert is. Then the second part of the concert, when I come out, is really of, if Sousa were alive today, what would his concerts look like? What music would he play? And Sousa's whole thing with with uh, with programming was the audience must like it. And he yeah. would play a lot of music of the day. Now, we're not playing a Beyonce medley or anything else like that, <laughs> or, or the, a salute to the Backstreet Boys. Not well, even be- as I, an encore? I better edit the website. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, you better edit that. <laughs> yeah, Beyonce is not coming out on stage, so, yeah, contrary to popular belief. Beyonce impersonator. We would, uh, you know, it, it's great to have a lot of these songs. And I have a lot of discussions with my fellow uh, Sousa scholars and stuff like that and the the director and assistant director of the President's Own Marine Band, and say, you know, what would he play today? And and I think that that's important. And and it um, and as I said, 
you know, there's a lot of music that Sousa played in the day that was popular that nobody knows today. Now, there's a lot of music that Sousa played that's still very popular today, especially if you're talking about some of the Von Supe overtures or, you know, Poet and Peasant that you're going to hear um, on the on the 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of that stuff that's very recognizable. But when you go through the the very extensive list of everything that Sousa played, I there's probably at least half of it that most people are going to say, I've never heard of it. And even right. if you played it, they're like, no, nah, I don't recognize that. Because it was the music of the day. He actually played jazz. He was not a jazz fan at all. He played some ragtime. He was lukewarm to ragtime. But, you know, it's just his concerts were just, I've called it this, it was a smorgasbord of music for any music lover. There was always something on the concert that somebody was going to enjoy. And that's the kind of concert that we programmed there for the Toledo Symphony. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm looking at the program right here, and it's so diverse. I even noticed some, some opera stuff on there. I assume that's where Carol Dusticker comes in. But did right. Sousa play opera excerpts on his concerts? Yeah, a lot. I mean, uh, if I can jump in, as uh, he did, what's really interesting, and uh, Rod, you will agree with that, I'm sure, is that a lot of American audiences were introduced to uh, many of the classical works by the John Philip Sousa band. Tchaikovsky symphonies, uh, a lot of opera arias, Berlioz. He played a lot of Berlioz, and I was like mm. really stunned. Roman Carnival Overture was like, you know, it was one of the favorites that they would play on tour. The Von Suppe, as, as Rod mentioned. But the, the opera, you, you would go a lot of French opera, you know, not just like Carmen or not, not, not just like the, the, the one-known Italian opera, but, you know, so a little bit of Gounod. Uh, so he would research a lot, you know, and that also goes back to see, saying how serious a musician he was. And, you know, often we like to, to put p- people in little boxes so that Sousa's box is like, oh yeah, marches. Okay, good, Sousa march. And, you know, I mean, of course, it's amazing, uh, top, but, you know, he's so much more than that. So what's we, that's what we want to show at that show. Yeah. I'm, I'm just really fascinated with the fact that you've made it so Toledo centric, this program. And also, um, I do want to mention for the tickets for the concert, if you're a veteran, you get 10% off. Is that right? That's yeah. correct. Yep. Yeah. So that's good to note. Now, this concert is happening on Friday at 8 p.m. at the Paris Style, starting off, kicking off Memorial Day weekend, a tribute to John Philip Sousa. You can find more information at ToledoSymphony.com or call them up at 419-246-8000. Rodney, you mentioned your Sousa colleagues, right? The, the whole uh, group network of Sousa nerds. And I just was yeah. put in mind of like, you know how they have Santa Claus conventions? Do they have like a anywhere where you guys all meet up and talk about John Philip Sousa? I just see like a sea of little <laughs> little caps and, you know, batons. Yeah. Probably just a lot like Sousa, uh, or Santa conventions. There's probably, if you put too many Sousas in one room, you're going to get some egos. I mean, we are <laughs> after all. I mean, so, but no, there, there is not. But it, it's kind of interesting. I mean, there's just a handful of us that are left. And Paul Byerly, who is the foremost um, authority on John Philip Sousa, who passed away a number of years ago. And I met Paul when I was at Ohio State because he lived in Westerville and did a lot of stuff there. And that's where everything got really started was with Paul Byerly. And I was very fortunate enough to spend some time with Paul, uh, quite a bit of time with Paul, actually. And, you know, get all of his books and pick his brain and, and different stories about how he 
you know, did a lot of his research. But there aren't many of us around that are still doing this. Now, I do a lot of research on John Philip Sousa, the Mason, because he was a 51-year Mason, and I am a Mason and um, a Freemason. And so I do a lot of research on that. He was a Knight Templar. He was a Shriner. He did, I mean, he was everything. You're ruining my um, quiz, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't write any of that down. Slow down, slow down. (laughs) Keep going, keep going. Nothing to see yeah. here. Yeah, I'm ruining the quiz. Yeah. Now that you're retiring from high school, you can start a Sousa convention. Yeah, you can be the, the head Sousa. You start, I'm you sure, can combine sure Freemasonry and, and like the Sousa clause, you know. And, yeah. yeah. And, and I actually have pictures of Sousa dressed up in a Santa Claus outfit going to children's hospitals handing out toys. Wow. Great. But he would wear his beard under his chin, like most people wear their mask. And um, <laughs> sorry about that. And, uh, I don't think that's. Uh, so, uh, but no, he wore it under under his chin. He didn't like the beard. So, and years ago, I used to glue on a fake beard and this, that, and the other. And I finally got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I wonder if I grew up my beard, what it would actually look like. And when I grew it out, I'm like. You know, I think this looks okay. And so, but I, you know, you see in the publicity photos, I actually have white hair. And so I, you know, dye it and do the makeup and stuff like that. And because Sousa's hair was black, all the pictures you see of Sousa, his hair is brown. But if you look at his passport, it says right on his passport that his hair was black. Uh-huh. So you're you're course, going full out mm-hmm. for the 27th. Full Sousa. The full Sousa. Yeah. Yeah, I will be in full Sousa mode. Um, and like I said, my uniform, I've probably spent over 4000 probably, probably close to $5,000 on my uniform. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and um, I will, yeah, it's an exact replica of what Sousa wore when he was uh, the director of the Marine Band. And that's, it's great to have, I have a great relationship with the President's Own Marine Band in Washington, D.C. I get to go in and do research in their archives, and I get to see a lot of things and i mean some of the stuff that they have there is really unusual i mean probably the most unusual thing they have there is that actually Sousa was an avid cigar smoker he loved his havana cuban cigars and i think that one of the reasons that people joke about it that he programmed so many concerts in cuba is he he was out of cigars <laughs> <laughs> we'll have but those available in the lobby have, no, i'm just kidding we yeah. actually have the cigar that was in his pocket the night he died in redding pennsylvania March fifth, nineteen thirty-two. When you see, yeah. when, when you say we, you mean like the community as a whole, not not you. Like you didn't <laughs> no, steal the I cigar. Don't, and... I don't have it. No, okay. My, my wife he was close. have a lot of weird stuff in the house, but she won't let me have that. No, that <laughs> that is at uh, at Eighth and I at Sousa Hall in Washington D.C. and that's that's a property now of the uh, of the president's own Marine Band. Yeah. So it's uh, it's great. And, and you know, the other thing is, you, you talk about the Marine Band. Uh, the assistant director of the Marine Band, we're doing a world premiere. A- am I ruining? Uh, I don't want to ruin a quiz here. No, no, no worries. Okay, good. <laughs> Ryan Allen wrote a piece called Let Freedom Ring, and we are doing a world premiere of that on this concert on the 27th. And I can tell you this, that piece is absolutely on fire. Yeah, um, that's great. It's, it's amazing. And um, he, he, when he found out I was conducting the concert, he says, Hey, how about if I do this for you? And, um, I'm just very, very, very lucky and, and fortunate and blessed that, uh, that, uh, Maestro Trudell and Merwin and the folks at TSO said, let's do it. Let's do this world premiere. And Ryan's excited. And, uh, 
uh, you know, I think the folks of the Marine Band are excited to, to hear it as well. But it's a tremendous piece of music. And uh, there's a, a great backstory, which is longer than what we have. But uh, it's, there's a great backstory to it. But, um, you know, so just all sorts of great music. And um, I'm just really excited. I feel I feel blessed to have this opportunity. And, you know, with me retiring, I am getting a lot more phone calls to go out and do Sousa things with community bands and college bands and, uh, yeah. and a couple professional bands. And, and I'm very blessed. And, you know, with the, now to do this with TSO and, I feel like that, that the folks there at TSO, because like, I've been around them in some other capacities here the last three, four years, I, I'm very blessed to to have this relationship and uh, an honor that they've asked me to come in to do this. I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it. Round of applause, <laughs> definitely. Well, I know you've got to go soon, uh, Rodney, but uh, thank you so much for joining us. Merwin, did you want to chime in? Well, I think it's just really amazing what Alain and Rod have done together in crea- creating this program. It's something that's both timeless and yet of this time. And, you know, to, and if it's both kind of like international and very much American, but also of this region, you know, it's a, so I think when you're being able to create something that's, that has universal and local feel and, you know, of the past and of the present, I think you're going to have a very special concert. And I think that's what they were aiming for. And I think it's, I think that's definitely what people who attend the concert will get. Yeah. Well, we'll talk some more uh, with Elaine about that as well. But uh, Rod, I'm going to kick you off because I don't want you to ruin any more quiz questions, right? (laughs) Well, Rodney Miller is one of the conductors for this concert, Stars and Stripes Forever, a tribute to John Philip Sousa. Rodney is, as we've mentioned, one of the foremost authorities on the music and the man, John Philip Sousa. This is happening Friday at 8 p.m. at the Peristyle, kicking off Memorial Day weekend. Rodney Miller conducting, also soprano Carol Dewsteaker. More information about the concert at 419-246-8000 or ToledoSymphony.com. Rod, thank you so much for uh, joining us today, and we look forward to this, what sounds like a a wonderful, fun, uh, family-friendly, great performance coming from the Toledo Symphony. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye, Rod. Okay, and as they say, but wait, there's more. <laughs> I, I, not three hours more, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing any encores to this program. I do have a quiz for you, though, and I mm-hmm. split it up into two parts. So we'll get to the quiz, and then, Elaine, I want to hear you know your side of the story okay. uh, as far as planning and creating this concert. But this quiz is called JP or PT. Now, <laughs> do you have any idea what, what it alludes to? JP stands for John Philip. No. PT, well, that's one of the questions. I can't tell okay. you what it stands for, but it's PT Barnum. Little physical therapy. Right? <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm going to say uh, a fact about this person, or it could be a multiple choice. We'll take that as it comes along. And you either guess if it's John Philip, Sousa, or PT Barnum. Okay. Let me pull up a little uh, appropriate quiz music here. This is not the orchestration we are using. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, First question. He tried to join the circus as a teenager, but was stopped by his father. 
Second question. We know that JP stands for John Philip. What does the PT in PT Barnum stand for? Is it Phineas Tyler Barnum? Is it Phineas Tarquinius Barnum? Or is it Phineas Taylor Barnum? A, B, or C? Third question. Who came first? JP or PT? Fourth question. This person was a member of their house of their state house of representatives for two years. Is that PT or JP? And this person, this is the question that, that Rod spoiled for us. This person was a Freemason. They held the title of Master Mason for half a century. Okay, is that JP or PT? Let's rewind back to the beginning. He tried to join the circus as a teenager, but was stopped by his father. That is John Philip Sousa. Yeah. Everybody get that? Yep. Yeah. Got it. Vanessa didn't get it. Okay, you got it, Elaine. Merwin. Yep. Okay, so Elaine is the only one who got it. We know JP stands for John Philip. What does PT stand for? The answer is C, Phineas Taylor Barnum. Anybody get C? I did. I went with Tyler. Did anybody go for Tarquinius? Oh, I did. <laughs> did you say I, I, I didn't have any answers. No. So I just... Okay, so that, that one goes to Vanessa, right? Okay, who came first, JP or PT? JP. Uh, JP was born in 1854. PT Barnum was born in 1810. What? Same year as Robert Schumann. And Shame Frederick on Chopin. Way. 1810? Yeah. 1810? Yeah. P.T. Barnum, 1810 to 1891. John Philip Sousa was 1854 to 1932. Right? Educational podcast. (laughs) Who was a member of their state house of representatives for two years? That would be Phineas Taylor Barnum. P.T. He's got one of them. (laughs) Now, did anybody get the who came first question? No. No? No? Nobody got that? Anybody get the... uh, Oh, we didn't do the state house representatives. Yeah, oh, that was PT. Did. Yeah, we just did it. I got that. You got, got that. that. Did you get it, Merwin? Yeah. You did, so Vanessa and Merwin. So far, Vanessa's in the lead. Okay, final question, which I think we'll all get. This person was a Freemason. They held a title Master Mason for half a century, actually 51 years. It was John Philip Sousa. Yay. Yay. Everybody get that? Yeah. yeah. So, Vanessa, you are the winner of the quiz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Round one. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very rare. <laughs> well, that was for Merwin, who lost the quiz. I think the last quiz I won was like the bird quiz <laughs> last April. Was it about William Bird? No. <laughs> oh, no. It was the one about groups of animals. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Metro Parks one. Excellent. Well, i got to dig that out someday because we didn't get through all those. I remember I had like a whole, a whole book's worth of... Uh, <laughs> different names for groups of animals. Anyway, so Vanessa won the quiz, but Elaine, we want to hear from you now and get your side of the story as putting this this program together, because I know that it's really important to you to find local uh, connections. Yeah, um, You know, there's so many John Philip Sousa concerts out there that I really wanted to do, first of all, pay tribute. I mean, it's very close to my my personal culture being a trombone player, uh, because the you know most famous trombone player ever was... Uh, Arthur Pryor, who played, believe it or not, well, now you can believe it when you heard Rod say that sometimes he had four concerts a day, but he played 10,000 times as a soloist with the Sousa Band. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and and his music is on the program, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, he went to he went on 
to uh, become uh, one of the the first uh, leading conductor of the recording era, the beginning of the recording era. So you know, I feel really close to him. So I and and I you know I've researched a lot of. Uh, being a brass player and you know a lot of things about Susan, not to the extent of Rod, but when I met him, actually I met him at Santa Claus, right? You know, Santa Claus. Yeah, I mean, it took it took me a while to figure out who Rod was because he was Santa Claus, then he was uh, Susan, and I said, "Okay, you're that guy." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we started talking because, of course, I noticed like I said, "Well, you're because uh, you know usually you have a Santa Claus at your concert." You know, it comes on stage, says hi, but but this Santa Claus came, he conducted the orchestra, fantastic. I said, you're a good conductor, Santa, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he said, that's Rod, by the way. And, and I, <laughs> Santa and, Rod. Yeah. And, and, you know, start talking, getting getting to know him better, uh, checking out what he does. And I said, well, you know, put one and one together. I said, well, I want to do a tribute, uh, but I don't want to do anything tacky. I want to have something that's historically informed, which we talk a lot when we do, you know, Handel or Baroque music. And But, you know, there, there's different parts of history. So and that part of history is important. And I want to do something that, you know, I said, let's find programs that he did in Toledo. Um, you know, not just the last program, but a mix of what he did the most in the region and all the 16 times he was here. So he started send, sending me microfilms you know, of uh, research that he did wow. in the library. And I, you know, I did like a, a poll of, uh, you know, what piece was there the most. And, and we made a program with that, that, that looks very much like a Sousa program. And, uh, usually Sousa program, you would have a half that would be like very symphonic, very, uh, you know, like a New World Sym parts of New World Symphony. It was popular at that time to play movements of symphonies. Mm -hmm. You would have like I don't know, like a New World Symphony, a Berlioz overture, a Von Supe overture, maybe some uh, something from Hansel and Gretel, something. From and then you would have second half, you know, like the marches, and then the set of encores. So we built a program like that, but a program that was played in Toledo a hundred years ago. <laughs> so we, it's kind of a, a wing and. Uh, and I really wanted to stay as close as possible uh, as that repertoire from that time. And, uh, we, you know, the first half I'm conducting. And then then we're welcoming John Philip Sousa to the stage. He's going to come. And he's the, <laughs> so the first half is shorter half a little bit, you know, which has uh, some funny things. Like I said, there, there's some fun soup. There's some uh, there, there's the, the beautiful prelude from um, Hansel and Gretel. There's yeah. some excerpts from Carmen. All things that actually Sousa programmed and played in Toledo, and that, but it's a shortish first half, and then the second half, it's a, it's really the show, the, the free for all, yeah, yeah. And that, with the Freemason for all. And then, and then, <laughs> Very good, that was really good. And, yeah, and, and then Rod will come in as a John Philip Sousa, and he does a great show. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, you know. There's this question that's always been in my mind about John Philip Sousa, given the fact that he really became famous for his recordings early on mm -hmm. and, and had a tight relationship with the recording industry. Yeah. And, and later in life, he came to decry what he called mechanical music. You know, he was totally against like player pianos and what have you, but also against recording of music mm -hmm. and listening to it that way. Um, what do you make of that sort of dichotomy in in his character? I mean, are those two compatible views? You think? Well, it's, you know, like we see it now, it's like uh, 
if you think of, uh, I mean, it's to a different level, but you know, with technology also, you know, some people don't want to, like, you know, if you put your, if you had your date book always in a book and you write your dates and you say, no, this is not going to work. I'm not going to put this in the Google calendar. <laughs> you know, it's all going to get lost. And what happens after? And uh, there's a little bit of that, but there's also the fact that he was a visionary, you know, seeing that, you know, music is, is meant. You know, of course, we had COVID and all that, that you make do when you have that. But music is an event. It's a, a, a musical performance is also a, a community gathering and it's yeah. made to be shared and it's made to be live. So mm-hmm. for him, he was seeing the future of that saying, Oh, wait a second. You know, are we going to lose this, this community side? It's not a question of business. Is that, are we going to lose this community? You know, coming together, having a moment, sharing in this moment. I mean, there's, there's what's going on on stage, but there's what's going on between all the people are there and they talk. And cause those shows, I mean, you know, you people, you know, they talk between the pieces a little bit. Oh, they're going to do this one. And it's, it was exactly like if you go back, um, you know, you can find those things on, uh, Facebook or whatever YouTube where you have it's like a graphic and let's say 1902 to 2022 the most famous you know uh I don't know music and then it yeah. starts then that's valses and march and then 1905 1906 and it keeps moving you know and at the end you know like you have hip hop and uh, <laughs> but and then you have a big chunk for 30 years that was that was opera like 1920 to 1950 or something like that and and if you look at those the time that Sousa was there Everything he was doing, the, the march, like the, also the two steps, also the, the valses. And it was all the most popular music. So you think if you have an event like that, it's take all the like four or five most popular style of music and you play that in a concert. Imagine people went crazy. Yeah. They, they had like yeah, 10, 20,000 people that would come outside to hear them. And it's all stuff they'd be listening to. But, you know, you can't listen to it. There were no <laughs> records. Yeah. But it's all they would play in their living room. They would be looking forward to that. So it's, um, I, I, I think he, he was seeing a little bit the future of that. It's interesting though, because I was talking about Arthur Pryor, who went on to be like a leader of the recording industry after that. Yeah. I mean, you know, in, he was much younger and he, he saw the, the, he wasn't threatened by that so much. He kept pushing for that. But, uh, I think this, uh, you know, this is pretty much what I think about. Well, you make a great case for people gathering together and and listening to music and sharing in it live as it happens. I mean, we've talked about this before. There's nothing that can replace the experience of sitting in the seat and actually watching the orchestra and feeling the music in real time wash over you. So, you know, as we start to emerge from the pandemic, I think that it's important to remember that experience and recreate it and maybe appreciate it all the more, Mm -hmm. the fact that we can do this. And Memorial Day, you know, is like a celebratory, even though it, it, you know, it's meant to memorialize fallen uh, members of our military. It it also is a time that people have picnics, they celebrate the beginning of summer, they celebrate community, they celebrate family. Certainly all of that is amplified by the Memorial Day uh, theme and, and construct that everybody, you know, feels during that time. I think that this concert fits right into that entire theme of family basically it all comes down to family yeah yeah that's where we have it in the in what we call the pop series 
You know, yeah. and, uh, and and people shouldn't feel like they they have to be quiet or anything like that. You could just have a good time. You know? Yeah. If you like something during the concert, just say, "Wow, yeah, excellent." <laughs> oh no, absolutely. I mean, this is no, this is that kind of atmosphere we want to create. You know, mm-hmm. play well, it again <laughs> with feeling. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we worked really hard to have a concert that's very special that pays tribute to 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 the culture and to Sousa. Yeah. yeah, and also to our local community. Absolutely, you know? yeah. That's wonderful. I want to get to the second half of the quiz. There's only four questions in this uh, quiz, so let's see how we do. It is a continuation of the JP or PT quiz, right? Okay. Let me pull up the music again, and I'll just go ahead. We don't have to wait for the whole intro here. This uh, this one, this person, almost single-handedly popularized opera in the United States. Okay. <laughs> Second question. He never actually said his most famous quote. You know, it's kind of like a Luke, I am your father thing. (laughs) All right. Okay. Sousa was known as the March King. What three-word nickname was P.T. Barnum called? Was it the Prince of Humbugs? Was it the Hoax King? Or was it the Duke of Deception? A, B, or C? And the final question. A crater on the planet Mercury was named in his honor. Okay, so that's one, two, three, four questions. I can count to four, Merwin. Okay, number one, he almost single-handedly popularized opera in the U.S. Think of Jenny Lind at the Swedish Nightingale. It was P.T. Barnum who brought opera to the masses here in the States. Anybody get that? Merwin got it? No? Just Merwin. Okay. This person never actually said their most famous quote. The quote is, there's a sucker born every minute. (laughs) So the answer is P.T. Barnum. The theory is that his competitors actually said that he said it, right? Or they said it about him, and it became attributed to him. But he never actually said that. Anybody get get it right? It was P.T. Barnum? Okay. So that's Merwin ahead by one right now. I think we're tied. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm not counting last quiz. Oh. I'm starting all over with a new quiz. Okay. Sousa was known as the March King. What three-word nickname was P.T. Barnum called? Was it the Prince of Humbugs? Was it the Hoax King or the Duke of Deception? The answer is A, the Prince of Humbugs. Oh, drat. Anybody get that? I was you, going for the alliteration. Yeah, you, me too. Okay. You went for the, the ones that I made up. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, the Duke of Deception. <laughs> <laughs> I no, that's that's, that's that my like nickname. A cheap Halloween costume for next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Duke of Deception. <laughs> totally, totally. They they have like a garbage bag for a cape and a plunger in the other hand. <laughs> I and, love it. Yeah, fantastic. Final question: A crater on the planet Mercury was named in his honor. That would be John Philip Sousa, JP. Oh, yeah. Man, Did you get that, Elaine? Elaine yeah. got it. Anybody else get it? Nope. Okay, well, we have a tie between Elaine and Merwin. Oh, la, la. Okay, so I'll give it to uh, Vanessa. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful job, Vanessa. Thank you. Yeah, we look forward to the next quiz. You, you know, I have a little John Philip Sousa um, little trophy at home, so I'll, I'll, yeah? I'll take oh, it out, wow. put it on my mantle today to celebrate my quiz win. Perfect. Now, you being a violinist, even though Sousa was a violinist, Merwin, I mean... Uh, have you played a whole lot of Sousa outside of a concert, like like what's happening on Memorial Day weekend? So I feel like that's a difficult question to answer. Yeah. <laughs> because well, on that's why I asked it. On, on one hand, I think you, there's so many concerts in which we play a march or 
you know, some, you know, a particular piece, you know, and we've obviously played the Stars and Stripes forever many, many times. And uh, there's, there's certain of the marches that we've played, you know, probably, a, you know, a dozens of times, but like, to actually kind of do a deep dive into, yeah. into his style. I think that's an entirely different thing. Well, I so, mean, he wrote a lot more than marches. Exactly. And there, yeah. There's all kinds of different pieces out there yeah. and operettas type, you know, stuff yeah. that people can yeah. choose from. But he never wrote a violin concerto. I wonder if, you know, maybe somebody could pull a Fritz Chrysler and write a violin concerto <laughs> in the, uh, in the, yeah. style, in of the style of Sousa. True. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. I think it's a lens next project. Yes. <laughs> we'll get you He's on that. He's been working diligently on something. There has to be sure horns, though, to play the offbeats. <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh, I think Vanessa is um, has some kind of residual legacy that's similar to mine as a second violinist of Susan Marches. <laughs> You're playing the offbeat. Yes. yes. On two and four. Right? We, we definitely Indeed. think of Susan as an offbeat composer. <laughs> oh. There you go. Well, uh, we're about to wrap it up here. So, anybody want to take the final word on this concert? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're up, Elaine. Here, I have some music for you. No, God. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Go ahead. Well, if if you. If you've always thought that Sousa was just uh, one or two marches, uh, you know, the, it, it came down to that, you have to come and see what an evening of. Uh, uh, an evening with John Philip Sousa, you know what? Yeah. Literally. Uh, yeah, exactly. If uh, if you want to have a good time and listen to some, you know, what we call light classics, you know, and have a, it's a great way to introduce people to classics. You don't have a, a symphony that's an hour long or something, but it's all classical music. You know, some of it comes from famous operas, overtures and uh, American music as well in the second half. So it's a great introduction to classical music. It's a great way to come together as a community. It's a great way to celebrate the fact that John Philip Sousa, greatest, you know, most famous musician probably in in America at that time, was actually in Toledo all these times, and we're paying tribute by playing the music he played here. So yeah. you know, it's a great community event. It's a great, uh, great way to introduce maybe members of your family into classical music. Maybe you love classical music, but the members of your family are not too hot on it. And you say, well, this is you know something you might. Like like actually yeah yeah it, it totally reads like a program for families you know yeah. bring the kids because yeah. yeah. yeah, absolutely yeah. one of the concerts that they will love it's happening friday at 8 p.m at the paris style stars and stripes forever a tribute to john philip souza conductor rodney miller whom we spoke with earlier also soprano carol deuce here performing works from the operatic canon with the toledo symphony you can find more information at ToledoSymphony.com or the box office phone number is 419-246-8000. This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barber Kern Foundation. You can download episodes of this program as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Don't forget to check out all the upcoming events at the Symphony by visiting their website, toledosymphony.com, and their various social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The TSO streaming platform is online at stream.artstoledo.com. My thanks to Elaine Trudell, Merwin Sue, and Vanessa Gardner. I'm Brad Cresswell. This has been Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91.